0: So we began this uh, piece from the, uh, the PSS, the Rebbe, last week um, about uh, Chinuch, defining really what exactly uh, Chinuch is. And uh, uh, so far what we were discussing is what the goal of Chinuch is. Right now we didn't uh, talk so much about methodology, uh, but we talked more about what exactly the goal is and the way that the uh, the PSS led us there was by elaborating on the definition of what exactly chinuch means, the origin of that, uh, that term. And we said in, uh, in, in very general terms that it's not something, the, the shoresh, the root word, is not something which is unique to education per se, but it's something which is going to be relevant and applicable anytime you are taking something and you are bringing it into, uh, you are preparing it for its ultimate purpose. So that can be true by a person, it can be true by a Kaylee, by a utensil, and it can be used by a, uh, by a house. Any one of those things, it's possible. So then, when we left off uh, last week, so the PSS had said that when we apply this definition to children, what it means is, is we are preparing children to realize their potential. To uncover, sometimes they don't even know what their potential is, what we're trying to do is we're trying to assist the children so that they should be able to realize and actualize their uh, their potential. So here in the page, it's it's on the screen in front of you. Yeah. Yes. Good. So um, we are. So I can do this. So we are picking up from here. So we're one sentence into this uh, this paragraph, but the just the opening line was this idea that we just said that the goal of uh, of chinuch is to uh, is to uncover the child's potential, to expose and to share with the child, to reflect to the child what we see their potentially potential actually is. So he writes, And here it's, it's an amazing statement which he makes. He says that when we talk about a Jewish person, So every Jewish child, while they're still young, so the neshama of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, temuna, is buried, Uganuza, and hidden inside of them. So it's difficult to be able to discern the holy neshama that that resides inside of a child. And therefore, the goal is, again, as we're still talking about the goal of Chinuch, so he says, it's a it's a beautiful uh, idea, I think it's a beautiful idea, he says, Tzrichim so therefore we have to raise and educate the child, to take out that potential, to reveal it, and to allow it to blossom. So that's what we're trying to do. The idea is, using uh, you know, 21st century terminology, we're not trying to install a program into the child. We're trying to tap into the pre-installed programs which are there. So it's the operating system, the nisham of the child, the nisham of every person, is in a sense their operating system. And that operating system has to be in place from the very beginning of the computer, from the very beginning of the thing itself. So the child has that operating system inside of them. They just don't know what exactly they have, what exactly that involves, and what it could do. But what we do know is, V'hayo Yehudi Nemar. Our goal is that when you have a, a, a loyal Jew who's going to serve Hashem, what we want is, how, how are we going to be able to identify that loyal Jew? So, this is going to be a person who internally, independently yearns to study Torah. And when they're older, they're not going to deviate away, or wander away from the path of Hashem. So that's what we want. We want that they should be internally motivated to study Torah. We want them to m- remain loyal and on the path together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the mitzava or hamargil, going back to that terminology from last week, somebody who thinks Chinuch is going to involve merely instruction, commands, of hamargil, or somebody who's trying to accustom a child to good behaviors, to good habits. So the problem is, like we talked about, so you cannot be certain that the child or the student, we don't know that the child will continue to do those practices if they were merely instructed and they were merely habituated to certain practices. We know that when they're young, and they're not really independent as of yet, so then they're going to comply because it's in their best interest. But how do we know that when they're older, they're necessarily going to continue to want to go ahead and do so? So because of that concern, so we say, So addressing this issue, so that's why Shoma HaMelech said in the Pasuk, so he didn't say command a child, he didn't say habituate a child, he said you have to do chinoch to the child. What do we mean when we say chinoch? Tachanchenu means to educate him, but what does that mean? El kirbo That means that successful chinoch means that you're going to drill into the very essence, in the very core of their neshama. That's what you're trying to uh, to get to. So just like using that muscle, just like when you drill for oil, so you drill, 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 and eventually you hit that oil well with is which is underground. And as soon as you hit that, so the oil comes sprouting forth. It comes out out on its own. There's enough pressure there. I, I assume. I think that the oil is going to come out on its own. So in the same way, that's what we're trying to do in terms of chinuch of a child. Is we're trying to go ahead, and we're trying to drill into the child, not drilling like lessons. But we're trying to penetrate into the uh, the uh, the core of the child. So there, all of that potential which is contained in their neshama, all of that should be able to be realized and should come to the surface. V'es kedushas hayisrael asher bo behelam and the sanctity of being a Jew, which is contained inside of that person, which at the moment is hidden, it's concealed, you don't see it, to Galeh, we want to go ahead and we want to reveal that. Virach us, and says the Piyasetzna, only when your Chinuch achieves that goal of tapping into the neshama of the child himself, the unique neshama, as he's going to explain in a moment, but only once you get to that unique neshama of the child, on that, and only then Can we have confidence that even when he gets older, he's not going to deviate, he's not going to wander away from the path of a Baruch Hu? So that is, that's the goal of Chinuch. The goal of Chinuch is to be able to identify and point and reflect back to the child what their neshama is, what all the potential contained in their neshama is. And in doing so, we hope that that's going to set the child on a path whereby they are now going to become loyal to HaKadosh Barho in a way where that loyalty is going to remain for the duration of their lives all the way until 120. So that's point number one. Point number one of the Piyasetzna is to go ahead and tell us what the goal of Chinuch is. But now he says... And this is, uh, you know, the, the goal really re- re- relates to the philosophy re- around chinuch, but it doesn't tell us anything about methodology. So it's nice to have a good goal of what you want, but if you don't, uh, if you don't have a, a method of how you're going to achieve that goal, then having a, a, a goal is not really going to be so helpful. Lots of people have a goal of making a million dollars. If there's not really a concrete plan of how you're going to make that million dollars, and buying a uh, you know a Mega Millions lottery ticket is not really a mahalach to be able to achieve that to, <laughs> to be able to achieve that goal. So without a real plan of how you're going to make your millions, so then it's unlikely that you'll ever actually achieve that goal. So it's one thing to have a goal; it's a completely different thing when you actually have a method of how you're going to achieve that. So the Pia Setsna is sensitive to that idea, sensitive to that, and he says in this pasuk of Khanoch Lenaro P. Darko, Gam Lo Yasomena, he isn't merely telling us what the goal of Khinoch is, but which is in the goal, just to repeat, is um it's gonna the goal, as we said, is to reach the point where even when the child is older, so they're not going to wander away from HaKadosh Baruch Rak, gam es ofen ha-emtsai, eich lavoy lav, bear l'ano But Shom HaMelech also taught us, in this very quick phrase, but he taught us the methodology of how to realize that goal in terms of Chinuch. What words are going to reveal to us? What wor- words are going to instruct us how exactly to achieve this goal of actual chinuch, of exposing the, uh, the, the, neshama, the unique neshama of the child? So that is chanoch Lenar al-pidarko. That's it. The opening phrase is educated child according to his way. Sheze hu ha-eker. This is, right, these, one, two, three, four, five. These five words contain the essence of the methodology of Torah Chinuch, of actual Chinuch, of what, how we're going to be able to set the children in the students up in a way where they will be able to achieve that goal of remaining independently loyal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. not doing things because of, some, of ex- some external pressure, not because somebody is forcing them to do it, but because they're internally motivated and inspired to continue to follow on the path of Hashem, and now he says an amazing thing. It's not amazing, but it's a it's 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 an essential idea, and that is, if somebody is going to take in their educational approach in their chinuch approach, they're going to take the approach that all they need to do is give instructions, command the children how to behave, and also habituate them. In particular behaviors, so if somebody's going to do that, if that's going to be their methodology, so <inaudible> so such a an educator does not have to go ahead and pay attention at all to the heart or the mind of this particular child or this particular student. That's not the goal. In order to be able to understand the nature of this particular child and the intellect of this particular child, that's irrelevant because somebody who's, whose methodology is uh rote memorization and uh and just drill instruction, so it's going to be enough to go ahead and just give clear instructions. This is what you must do, and this is what you must do. When you wake up, you say, Modani, and then you go ahead and you wash your hands, and then you say, chas, uh, uh, you say and all you need to do, you don't need to know anything about the nature of the child and the unique personality of the child to go ahead and give those instructions. That's it. When you when you buy your, uh, you know, uh, you, you go to a, a, a Kia and you buy a piece of furniture, And in the piece of furniture which you're going to construct, so it comes with an instruction how exactly you're supposed to construct it, so those instructions are not tailor-made for the individual. There's not unique instructions which they give to Mel, and then another set of instructions which they give to Ellen, and a third set of instructions which they give to Ralph. They don't need to do that. All you need to do, if you're going to build this bookshelf correctly, you got to attach a to B and B to C and C to D and D back to A again. And if you follow that, that, those instructions, so you'll have a bookshelf. And if you don't, you'll have a big mess on your hands. But there's nothing unique. I don't need to understand anything about you and your personality and your nature in order to give you instructions of how to build a bookshelf. Just fo- follow the order. And therefore, on top of that, a teacher who takes this type of approach where it's just generalized instruction. You're just trying to convey information. So, Gam eno margish chov, such a teacher or parent doesn't feel the obligation. There's no reason to interact with each child individually. So this is also like you may remember from uh, from your college classes, they could have you know a a a a, a, a lecture which a professor gives to a hundred, two hundred, three hundred students at the same time, and there's no obligation at all on the part of the professor to try and tailor uh, his message. For each child, for each student which is there, he has the information which he is going to share. Either you hop the information, you grasp the information, or you don't. But he doesn't feel any obligation at all to deal with students individually. That's not his job. His job is to give you the raw information which he has and you don't. And therefore, as we just said, you hul tzavos, so somebody is taking this type of approach, We'll call it the professor approach. So this person could go ahead and give instructions. talmidim He could give many, many students, tens and, uh, and hundreds of students, the same instruction, all who are at basically the same level. Asukach v'kach. Go ahead and do this. Step A, step B, step C. Kilo b'talmud because when you take the professor approach, so you're not trying to address any individual student, any individual child. You're not trying to address any individuals at all. That's not your. That's not your goal. That's not what you want. But all that the professor cares about is his presentation. Is he making a? Is he making a clear presentation to his students? Or is he not? And that's all that matters. All that matters is his presentation and how the people on the receiving end of that, how they deal with that and how they process it or whether, whether they process it altogether. So that's irrelevant as far as the professor is concerned, because he gave his lecture, his lecture on, you know, my, you know, molecular biology. So as long as he gave over that uh, that information about molecular biology, so it's up to you to figure out how to go ahead and to internalize that message. It's not his job to do that for you. That's your job. So a professor gives instruction. V'zehu hako. and that's it. That's the extent of his responsibility. That's the extent of his job description. Is just to go ahead and present the information. And it's up to the student, it's up to the child to figure out what they're going to do with it, how they're going to do it, how they're going to process it. That's not the professor's concern at all. But, says the Piyasetza, But if you have a mechanic, and this is now the highest term that we have, so this we so have the professor on the one hand, and then the mechanic on the other hand, whose goal, as we said, is to reveal... The neshama of the individual, the neshama of the student, hatmuna vagnuzabo, and that soul as it rests presently inside of the student is something which is hidden and buried away. It's not out in the open, it's not for everybody to see. And the, what you're trying, what the mechanic is trying to do is legadla is to develop it. Ula vira shetiva ba'esha mala we want to go ahead and to ignite the fire and the passion and inspiration of that particular child, Lamarum Vikadosh, in order to be able to achieve the heavens and great sanctity Gufo Bikadushi's hashem and we want that in the child that they should be inspired and motivated and driven with sanctity to grow in the Torah of Hashem and they should yearn for that and they should be uh, they should be uh, uh 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 wanting more and more Torah. So then he says if a mechanic is going to achieve that goal so mukrach harkin ham al so what's absolutely necessary what's essential is for the mechanic laharkin means to lean into the child. It means you have to pay attention to the individual unique characteristic of the particular child that you are interacting with at that moment. And you can't have this one-size-fits-all instruction, but if you're going to go ahead and help this particular child uncover and reveal that particular neshama which is contained inside of him, so you as the adult, you as the mechanic, you as the parent, so you have to lean into that child and you have to make sure, as he says, the lachtor eltoch katnuso And you have to be able to drill in to the smallness in the lowness of the child where they are right now. So you can't start with a child. Sometimes you see that there are uh, you know parents who never speak baby talk with their with their children. So from the time that the children, before the children are, are talking, so they're already using, you know, PhD-level vocabulary with, the, with, with those children, expecting that the children, that they will go ahead and will, uh, you know, the children should rise up to the adults rather than the reverse. So the piyasetra is saying over here, no, the goal is to eventually reach that level, but the only way you're going to be able to uh, uh, assist the child being able to realize their potential is first thing you you need to do is you need to go to where they are. You need to go to the smallness of where they are, the childish things which they do, and you have to help them develop from there, and you can't sit atop your perch and just expect that they're going to jump up, figure out on their own how to jump up to where you are and become like you. You have to actually go to where they are. And that is because... The only way to succeed is because the only way you're going to be able to uncover and reveal and, uh, uh, and uh, ignite the soul of that person, which is hidden inside of them, is if you're willing to see them where they are. You have to meet them where they are and raise them up from that point. But to go ahead and just assume that you're at the top of the ladder and that they're automatically going to come running up the ladder in order to be able to uh, to reach you, so that's not uh, that's uh, that's the way a professor talks. A professor just gives over the information and expects you to figure out how to process it on your own. But that's not what chinuch is. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to identify the location and the nature and character of the neshama, to take it out from its covered state allow it to blossom, and then allow it to be able to grow and mature. And that's not going to happen unless you are there together with the child, helping him step by step along the way in that unique uh, uh, um, methodology, which is tailor-made for that particular person. But if it's just going to be like a rabbi getting up, giving a shop this morning, and expecting that one drusha is going to be, you know, one size fits all, so that's not really an effective chinuch. It may, be, it may be inspiring, maybe yes, maybe no. But it's not something which really qualifies as chinuch, because for it to be chinuch, it would need to be tailor-made for each of the people who are there, so that it's going to touch their unique neshama in a way which is motivating and inspiring for them, is going to ignite their, uh, the, their passion for things, rather than everybody hearing the same message and assuming that once the message is delivered, so it's everybody else's responsibility to go ahead and to, uh, to, uh, to work with it from there. And therefore, he says, the Kavan Shikein, this being the case, so the exact methodology which one is going to use in a classroom or when dealing with a child or a student. So it's there is no one-size-fits-all. There is no one uh, approach which is going to be universally effective for everybody. Because... Because how you're going to tailor make that instruction... That's something which depends on each child's nature, that's his teva. Daito, each child's uh, intellect. and each person's um, uh, character traits, personality. So all of these things, their character, their personality, their intellect, all of those, everybody has a unique combination of those things, and therefore successful chinuch is going to have to be able to touch upon and is going to have to be sensitive and match each child's nature, character, and intellect. So what works with one child has no bearing on whether it's going to work on another child, because this child has this character and this personality and this intellectual level, and this child has three different, a different personality, a different character, and a different interne- intellectual capacity, and therefore what works for A isn't necessarily going to work for B, and what works for B isn't necessarily going to work for A. Though some... And he says the responsibility of a true mechaneich is to be able to know the child or know the student well enough to know how to go ahead and personalize the lesson in a way which is going to be meaningful for that particular child or that particular student. And therefore he says, And therefore he says, As important as self-awareness is, as important as it is for the mechanech, or the parent, or the teacher, to know themselves and to know what they can do and what they're good at and what their strengths and what their weaknesses are. So as important as that is, self-awareness is not going to be able to complete the picture of a successful chinuch. Because that's only one part of the equation. The one part of the equation is the mechanech, but the other part of the equation is the mischanech, the one who's being educated, meaning the child or the student, so they also the the, the has to recognize and understand them as well Kigam hadavar had because this is something which is also dependent upon the mischan it depends on the the child and therefore. There has to be this, this matching which is going on between what the mechanic is capable of sharing and presenting and, uh, and, uh, and, and conveying the information, and that has to match the recipient of that information to make sure that when it reaches the recipient... That it's going to be, it's going to achieve the goal which we want, which is the uncovering and the uh, and the uh, the inspiration of that person, that individual's neshama, so that they'll be motivated and inspired to uh, to to follow the path of Hashem. <laughs> Very often, um, you know, in my own experience and hearing from other parents. Is that schools will often tell children when children are are struggling in various uh, you know degrees or another. So the the presentation often is that the rest of the kids in the class don't have this problem. So therefore, it must be that it's your child. Your child must have the issue because the other children don't have it. Now, on the one hand, that's true. Because each child is unique, so you know one child's struggle is uniquely their struggle. But it, it, it's a, a a false premise to say that if everybody else is able to do it, therefore the expectation is for your child or your student to be able to do exactly the same thing. So that premise is is false, because uh, as we said, people have different character. People have different uh, personality. People have different intellectual levels, and all of those things are going to may, mean that each person is going to respond uh, differently than the, than the next person. It's like saying to uh, you know to the parent of a child who has a peanut allergy. Listen, there's 24 other kids in class who are able to tolerate peanuts just fine. There's no reason your child should not be able to tolerate uh, peanuts. I've been teaching for 15 years, and I never had a child who had such a such a thing. And therefore, this obviously is something which is unique, and something's wrong with your child. Go fix your child. And in the meantime, the rest of us are having peanuts. So that's absurd because some people have allergies and some don't. That's just the way uh, that's the way uh, you know pe- people end up. But to go ahead and to say that there's something wrong, it's not, it has not to do with something being wrong. It just has to do with every person is unique, and somebody has a peanut allergy. We recognize right away a unique dimension of their personality, of their existence. But everybody has it. And therefore, so he says, So in order to be a successful mechanic, it's not enough for the teacher or for the parent to be able to know themselves and to know what their strengths and weaknesses are, and how they are going to be able to successfully uh share information or not, as important as that is, but that's not the end of the uh, the story rock and this is where it gets key rock but it's absolutely essential for the parent, or for the, uh, the teacher to make sure that they know the personality and the strengths of each particular child. I and see. that way, if you know the strengths of the child, so then you could tap into that, and you could use that as part of the chinoch process. Yisham So then, once you know that, what the student's strengths are, so you could go ahead and you could do that, and you could bring them on board by tapping into those strengths. The low... Um low and the method which the method which you're going to use in order to instruct and to uh, to be mechanic one student or one child that's not going to be the same methodology which is going to prove to be effective when you go ahead and you're teaching another child who has different character different personality, in different intellectual levels. So you need to go ahead and you need to be able to, the, a, a mechanic using, again, that lofty term, so that is something where that mechanic has a responsibility to know each child, to know their strengths, to uh, uh, recognize their, their weaknesses, and to be able to present material in a way which is going to address all of that unique uh, uh, aspects of their personality. I was just as an example. There was it actually accomplished two goals for me uh, last year. But last year, when I was te- teaching Kashras in the uh, in the high school for the uh, for the girls, so uh, it happened to be that the class was very chatty, and uh, which you know had to try and figure out how to get them to stop uh, talking, and they also happened to be collectively they were very much into art. They enjoy drawing. You know, the quiet ones were the ones who spent time drawing during class, doodling during class, rather than listening. But it was okay because at least they weren't disruptive. So, but at certain times during kashras, so you want to talk about what happens when you have a piece of meat goes into a milchik pot, and then a p- then a potato goes into that milk pot. All those different scenarios about cases which come up in kashras. So what I what I uh, what I did a number of times is I would call up the students and ask them to draw on the whiteboard. Could you draw this scene? And I would describe to them the scene that I'm looking for. And then they were able to use their artistic talent to go ahead and draw on the whiteboard for everybody to see, to visualize exactly what I was trying to explain. And that was something which allowed the student to be able to tap into one of their strengths, which uh, which uh, which is art. It allowed them to be able to combine, to synthesize, the halacha, which we were doing with that artistic talent. And then it gets, uh, you know, got, uh, everybody was able to not only hear what the halacha is, but they were able to now visualize what exactly the case was. And it was a win, win, win all around. And it also took away time that I wasn't, didn't have to teach because it takes time to draw. So it was something which was, uh, which, which was good all around. But that's something which is, involves tapping into their potential, utilizing a, a unique uh, aspect. A unique dimension of this student's personality in order to make the chinoch process something which is going to be more effective. And he says, says the P.S. Sassana, the Ze Ramazlan Shlomo And this idea was hinted to us by Shlomo Ha-Melech, where he said, Chanoch Lenaro pidarko, educate a child according to his way, meaning. The the word Darko is something is, is what he's uh, focusing on. Darko, with the suffix at the end, the vav at the end of Darko, means his way. Meaning alpi darco shakol The assumption is everybody has a unique path in life, and therefore, in order for the chinuch to be effective, so you have to make sure that you're this child according to his way. And his way is different than. Ruvain's way, in Shimon's way, in Yehuda's way, in Levi's way, and everybody is going to have a slightly different path in order to be able to achieve their potential. And that's something which is, in terms of the methodology of chinuch, that is the most fundamental and basic principle of chinuch is that it has to be tailor-made, it has to be personalized, it has to be something which is going to be uh, effective. And, uh, and meaningful to this particular child. Just because you've had 99 students who were uh, you were able to successfully be mechanic in a different way has no bearing at all on this particular child. This child is different, and therefore, if you need to come up with a different presentation of the same material, of the same ideas, same information, so a mechanic is gonna go ahead and figure that out, is gonna figure out how am I going to be able to be most effective, for this particular student. And now he says, um, now he says, also, he says, lo es pedagogia. I don't know exactly how to use it. I know what pedagogue means, but the, the, the verb of it, so he says, or maybe it's the noun, but he says, that we're not, I'm not addressing over here, says the PSS, no? the craft or the skill or the profession of teaching, I'm not addressing that per se, <laughs> because uh, that's not what I'm trying to instruct you over here. That's not the idea that I'm trying to share with you. Says the uh, uh, the piyatsna <coughs> <laughs> to accomplish eich l'shamish that to figure out how to utilize the child's natural-born intellect, the emzaim, and other methodologies, other mediums, eich leharchit es binaso biadias Torah, just to go ahead and expand his brain so that he should know, be able to figure out Shatan Torah. So the goal over here is not that he should be able to read through Chumash and be able to translate and be able to summarize what's going on in Chumash. That's certainly a value, but that's not what the that's not the goal that we are striving for, and we're not trying to go those different the levels of understanding, the different levels of knowledge, the taxonomy, if it, like Bloom's taxonomy of knowledge or whatever it is. That's not what we're trying to achieve over here. As important as that is, and this also is something which is it's such an important emphasis. He says the goal over here, the goal of chinuch is not the intellect of the child it's not the knowledge base of the child it's not the development of critical thinking skills of the child we're not addressing the child just as an intellectual being and we're trying to uh, uh address the child from that particular perspective that happens to be true that's part of the process but that not ultimately is the uh, that ultimately is not the goal one of the the hazards uh, of of uh, of a, a school system, of a school or a classroom or something like that, is that uh, in the uh, as everybody knows that the uh, in order to be able to demonstrate success, someone has to be able to quantify what was done. If you can't quantify what was done, so then what's going to be the measure of success? So if you can get things done faster, so that's that's considered to be a good thing. Uh, All of you remember when they started advertising how quickly a car could go from zero to 60. So if you go from zero to 60 in five seconds rather than seven seconds, so that was considered to be a tremendous achievement because we dropped two seconds off of how quickly you go from zero to, to 60. And productivity, how many widgets you're producing in a day. So if you go from 100 a day to 125 a day, to 150 a day, so we can now quantify how how these uh, successful adjustments which we're making in the factory are because we now see that it's proving to be more effective in the sense that we are producing more. So we like to be able to quantify things because quantifying things are a way of being able to, uh, to measure success. So schools are the same way. Schools that could say that, listen, we did algebra, geometry, trigonometry, and pre-calculus, so that already is a wonderful way of being able to quantify the fact that the students are coming out of the school and they were, uh, they've accomplished a lot in, the, in, in math. If uh, a school is able to say, by the time our students graduate, they will have gone through all of Chumash and all of neviim Rishonim. So then that's something which is quantifiable. We now know that they've accomplished this amount of material during the time that they were with us, and we can take pride in, uh, in that. They finished this many masaftas, they did this many mishnayos. whatever the quantification is going to be. But we like to be able to quantify because quantify is a way of being able to share what is being accomplished and what is being achieved. So that is something which is wonderful. But if you uh, sometimes the Yitzhakara of that is, is you get so caught up in the quanti- the quantifying of things that you forget what the real goal is. I think in the in in the public schools, some public schools at least. So they experienced a similar type of thing when they became so focused on test scores in achievement tests in doing that that they began to educate, they began to teach to the achievement test or to what the uh, to uh, to uh, what the uh, the these, uh, you know, the regents and whatnot, like they have in New York, what, they, what they, would, they would do. So then there would be a lot of information which will be lost in the process, because they were just teaching in order to be able to do well on the, uh, to, to be able to achieve high test scores. So test scores are a good way to be able to quantify things, but if that becomes the sole goal, if that becomes the, uh, the, the focus of the, uh, the classroom in the, in the school, so then, obviously, the students are, to, uh, students are going to lose out. So the PSS says the same thing. As important as it is for a child's mind and intellect to develop and to blossom and to be able to uh, advance in terms of understanding Torah understanding a, a, a Torah in Torah Sfarim and I mean, whatnot, but that's not the goal. That ultimately is not the goal. That's that's part of the process, but that's not the goal. <clutch muffin> Rakes <andare> what we are trying to bimachanech towards is not simply bimachanechlem towards Chumash, towards Nevi'im, towards Mishnayis, or in Shas, but rather we are trying to educate as <basé> Talmud, The entire student, the whole thing, which means, there it goes again, As ha-nefesh ruach un-neshama. Our focus is going to include not just the brain, but our focus is also going to include the soul in the different parts of the soul of each individual Talmud. Hayela yisraeli anu That's what we're searching for, and that's what our goal is going to be, that we've inspired and motivated this child to be better, this child to be loyal to Torah mitzvahs. L'kashron, and here he says in three words, what's the goal? L'kashron be'elokei Yisrael. What we want is, we want to bind up this neshama together with God. That's what our goal is. That this person should feel their neshama is connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is da'vek HaKadosh Baruch Hu, attachment, connection, all of those terms. That is our ultimate goal. And that goal is not going to be realized if we only focus on what's happening inside of their skull. If we only focus on what's happening inside of their brain, their intellectual development, so that is not going to uh, put us on track in order to have the big picture, which is to be connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we want a person to be motivated, and we want them to be loyal to the word of Hashem, and all of Hashem's wishes, that's what our, our is loviz you to whatever those things happen to be, that ultimately is what we are trying to achieve. So it's not merely we want our students to know Chomish, we want our students to know Mishnah, we want our students to know aruch. we want our students to know how to understand what the Siddur is, all of those are true, we want all of those things, but that is not the ultimate goal. That's the process to reach the ultimate goal, but that's not the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is Yisrael, that each person should feel that they are bound together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that they are loyal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore they're not only going to do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, uh, commands of them directly, but they're going to want to do what Hashem wants from them, even if it's not a direct sivui. This week happens to be we read Parshas Vayera this week. So as you know, in Parshas Vayera, so we read about Akedas Yitzchak. That's one of the highlights of this week's uh, Parsha. And uh, many times, I think we've we've uh, we've talked about this in Drashas in the past. That uh, people are often ask, why is it why is this considered to be such a big sign? What was the big test of Avram Avinu to go ahead and take Yitzchak and offer him as a korban? If God comes to you in a dream, comes to you in some sort of vision, comes to you in a nevuah, and he tells you to do something, you do it. What, 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 what's the question? Hashem knows what's going on in the world. He knows who I am. He knows what the... the <coughs> he knows what he's trying to achieve. And if he says, jump, we say, how high? We don't we don't question God. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes and says to Avraham and makes, stra- makes this strange uh, demand, take your son and offer him as a korban. So... Avramavinu Avinu says, okay, I have no idea why you want me to do this, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm not God, you are, and therefore I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to listen, I'll, I'll do it. So what some of the Mephoshim say, and I think the you Nesiva know, Sholem is one of those who, who says this, and that is, and they say that there actually was no command to Avramavinu Avinu to offer Yitzhak as a korban. Because that would not have been an esayim. That would not have been a challenge to him had Hashem directly commanded him, take your son Yitzhak and offer him as a korban. If you remember, the introductory words are, kach na no es bin yichidcha So what does the word na mean? Nun alef. Kach no means please. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not giving Avramavinu Avinu a command saying, I demand that you go ahead and take your son Yitzhak and offer him as a korban. What Akash said, there's no obligation whatsoever. If you don't do it, no negative consequences. You're not even going to lose out on your Shabbat street. No consequences whatsoever. But it would really make me happy if you would do this. It would be a huge favor for me if you were to offer your son Yitzhak as, as a korban, but not a command. I'm not demanding of this of you at all. It's just something that would make me happy. So now this is a challenge. Because when it's a direct command, so you just submit to the authority. You do what you're told to do. Nobody asks you to think, so you do what you're asked to do. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm not commanding you, I'm asking you, and you could say no, but it'll make me happy. So now to go ahead and do something which will make HaKadosh Baruch Hu happy, but it's not a command, that becomes a much different type of challenge. And that was the, according to this uh, this approach, that was the, the nisayon that Avram Avinu had when he was told, kachnas bincha sichicha. in this, the Piyasetzah is saying that the ultimate goal of the gam ki lo yasur mimena, that goal is a person should not only be doing the commands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but a person should feel so connected and so attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that they know what things make HaKadosh Baruch Hu happy, what things make him unhappy, even outside of the realm of mitzvah saseh and mitzvah and that ultimately is the goal, is to feel so connected that you can intuitively anticipate what it is, what is the uh, the anticipated or the desired behavior of you, and to go ahead and do that as well. And that's not going to happen, the ps says, if we only address things on an intellectual level, how much chumash, how much navi, how much mishnayis, how much shachanarach, how much shas you've done. But what we need to do is we're trying to develop the whole picture, the entire neshama of the person in his term, in his wording is the nefesh, the ruach, neshama. We want to get to the soul of the individual and make sure to connect that with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That is the ultimate goal of chinuch. Okay, so we will hold it here for tonight. Shkuch to everybody for uh, for coming.